హరే కృష్ణ వెల్కమ్ టు ద డైలీ మార్నింగ్ శ్రీమద్ భాగవతం క్లాస్ జయ రాధా మాధవ కుంజాబిహారీ జయ రాధమాధవ కుంజ బిహారీ జయ రాయ గోపీజన వల్లభ గిరివరధారీ జయ గోపీజన వల్లభ గిరివరధారీ యశోదానందన బ్రజజనరంజన యశోదానందన బ్రజజనరంజన యశోదానందన బ్రజజనరంజన యమున తీరవనచారీ యమున తీరవనచారీ జయ రాధా మాధవ కుంజ బిహారీ జయ రాధా మాధవ కుంజ బిహారీ జయ గోపీజన వల్లభ గిరివరదారీ జయ గోపీజన వల్లభ గిరివరదారీ యశోదానందన బ్రజజనరంజన యశోదానందన బ్రజజనరంజన యశోదానందన బ్రజజనరంజన యమున తీరవనచారీ యమున తీరవనచారీ హరే కృష్ణ హరే కృష్ణ 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 హరే 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 రామ హరే రామ 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 హరే hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare 
हरे रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय जय प्रभु पा प्रभु पा प्रभु पा जय जय प्रभु पा जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिवराज काचार्य अष्टोत्र सत श्री श्रीमदिस डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शुल प्रभुपाद कीज ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम कीज समवेत भक्त वृंद कीज निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी ऑल ग्लोरी ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांगा ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो वन Chapter 12 uh, this is entitled Birth of Emperor Parikshit and we are on uh, text 34 today okay please repeat Narayanam namaskritya Naram chaiva narottamam Devim saraswatim vyasam Tato jayamudirayet नष्ट प्रायेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी एंड दिस इज टुडेस वर्स टेक्स्ट थर्टी फोर तेन संभृत संभारो धर्म पुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा बाजी मेधाय स्त्री भेर्भीतो यज्ञ समय समयजरिम यज्ञ समयजरिम तेन संभृत संभारो धर्म पुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा बाजी मेधाय स्त्री भेर्भीतो यज्ञ समयजरिम तेन संभृत संभारो धर्म पुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा बाजी मेधाय स्त्री भेर्भीतो यज्ञ समयजरिम तेन संभृत संभारो धर्मपुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा बाजी मेधाय स्त्री भेर्भीतो तेन संभृत संभारो धर्मपुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा 
आज मैं दास्त धरती तो एक चाहे समय तेन संवृत संभारो धर्मपुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा भाजी में धायस्त्रिभिर्बीतो यज्ञाय समय जद्धरिम तेन संवृत संभारो धर्म पुत्रो युधिष्ठिरा वाजी में धायस्त्रि भिर्भीतो यज्ञाय समय जद्धरिम ट्रांसलेशन एंड पर्पोर्ट बाय डिवाइन ग्रेस इसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी श्री प्रभुपाद श्री प्रभुपाद की जय तेना विथ दैट वेल्थ संभृता कलेक्टेड संभारा इंग्रेडिएंट्स धर्मपुत्र the pious king <coughs> yudhishthira yudhishthira vaji medai by horse sacrifices tribihi three times bitaha being greatly afraid after the battle of kurukshetra yagnyai sacrifices samayajat perfectly worshiped harim the personality of godhead translation by those riches the king could procure the ingredients for three horse sacrifices thus the pious king yudhishthira was very fearful after the battle of kurukshetra pleased lord hari the personality of godhead <clears throat> please repeat by those riches the king could procure the ingredients for three horse sacrifices thus the pious king yudhishthira was very fearful after the battle of kurukshetra pleased lord hari the personality of godhead the big purport <laughs> for this was so i was thinking we'll we'll do little by little and then if there is something to discuss we'll discuss and then if we run out of time we'll just complete the purport we should hear the entire purport from shri prabhupad okay om agyana timirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshuron militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्ट स्थापित भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाती स्वदाकम वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरोन्वैष्णवांशम सागर जात सह गणरघुनाता सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्य श्रीराधाकृष्ण पह गणलिता विशाका हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीन बंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांत राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरी प्रि वाचाकल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जाय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्या प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार श्रीवासादि गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे नमो विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमथे भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नामिने 
ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತೆ ದೇವೆ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಾದೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಜುಧಿಶ್ರ ವಾಸ್ ದ ಐಡಿಯಲ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೆಲೆಬ್ರೇಟೆಡ್ ಪಾಯಸ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ಲಿ ಅಫ್ರೈಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ದ ಎಕ್ಸಿಕ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಬ್ಯಾಟಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಕುರುಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದ ಮ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮ್ಯಾಸ್ ಕಿಲ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫೈಟ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಾಸ್ ಡನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಟು ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಾಲ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಥ್ರೋನ್ ಹಿ ದೇರ್ ಫೋರ್ ಟುಕ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ರೆಸ್ಪಾನ್ಸಿಬಿಲಿಟಿ ಫಾರ್ ಸಿನ್ಸ್ ಕಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವಾರ್ಫೇರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟು ಗೆಟ್ ರಿಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಸಿನ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ವಾಂಟೆಡ್ ಟು ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಥ್ರೀ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ಇನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಹಾರ್ಸಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಫರ್ಡ್ ಅಟ್ ದಿ ಆಲ್ಟರ್ ಸಚ್ ಅ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಈವನ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಜುಧಿಷ್ಠರ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಟು ಕಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ದ ನೆಸೆಸರಿ ಹೀಪ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಲೆಫ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಮರುತ್ತ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಚಾರಿಟಿ ಬೈ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಮರುತ್ತ ದ ಲರ್ನಡ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಸ್ ಕುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಅವೇ ಆಲ್ ದ ಲೋಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಬೈ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಮರುತ್ತ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಫೋರ್ ದೇ ಲೆಫ್ಟ್ ಬಿಹೈಂಡ್ ದ ಮೇಜರ್ ಪೋರ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗಿಫ್ಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಮರುತ್ತ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಡಿಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಕಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಸಚ್ ಹೀಪ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಅವೇ ಇನ್ ಚಾರಿಟಿ ಬಿಸೈಡ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಗೋಲ್ಡನ್ ಪ್ಲೇಟ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಯುಟೆನ್ಸಿಲ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ವೈ ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸ್ ವರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಥ್ರೋನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಡಸ್ಟ್ಬಿನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಸಚ್ ಹೀಪ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ರಿಮೈನ್ ಅನ್ಕ್ಲೇಮ್ ಪ್ರಾಪರ್ಟಿ ಫಾರ್ ಅ ಲಾಂಗ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಟಿಲ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಜುಧಿಷ್ಠರ ಕಲೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ದೇಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇಸ್ ಓನ್ ಪರ್ಪಸಸ್ Lord Shri Krishna advised the brothers of Maharaj Yudhishthira to collect the unclaimed property because it belonged to the king. The more astonishing thing is that no subject of the state also collected such unclaimed gold for industrial enterprise or anything like that. This means that the state citizens were completely satisfied with all necessities of life and therefore not inclined to accept unnecessary productive enterprises for sense gratification. Maharaj Yudhishthira also requisitioned the heaps of gold for performing sacrifices and for pleasing the supreme Hari, personality of Godhead. Otherwise, he had no desire to collect them for the state treasury. This, is, this paragraph by itself is incredible because it talks about so many different things, especially of the society at that time. Right? Uh, Maharaj Yudhishthira I mean, this is a continuation of what's happening from the previous verses, right? Um, Maharaj Yudhishthira wanted to perform uh, the horse sacrifice, which is called, here the word given is Vajimedais, uh, but it was also commonly known as Ashwamedha, Ashwamedha Yajna. Uh, because so many people had been killed in the battle of Kurukshetra, so Maharaj Yudhishthira wanted to perform this sacrifice so that he can atone for the sins that is inadvertently committed so prabhupada in the next purport will talk a little bit about that but in this purport <clears throat> in this paragraph at least uh it 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 can be seen how much resources are required to perform such sacrifices right that even in the kingdom of maharaj yudhishthir there were there were not enough resources to perform such a sacrifice one it is natural because we just the kurukshetra battle of kurukshetra was done and then probably the state treasury was completely depleted because there was a war going on uh but but it didn't look like people were suffering right because yudhishthir maharaj didn't have uh resources to perform this incredible sacrifice but the state treasury had enough wealth to take care of the needs of the citizens looks like it had more money than just take than to just take care of the needs of the citizens because for this sacrifice to be performed apparently tons and tons of gold gold was required right and we see that in in a, in a previous age much much earlier than the times of maharaj yudhishthir there was a king called maharaj marutta and he had apparently done a big sacrifice and given lots and lots of gold in charity to the brahmanas he had given so much gold in charity to the brahmanas that they were not able to carry everything and they just left everything uh <laughs> it was so much gold that they couldn't carry the 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 gift that was given to the brahmanas right and another astonishing thing was when the sacrifice is performed there are gold plates and utensils and cups and other things that are used and apparently those were thrown in the dustbin <laughs> the standard of sacrifice in that time was so high 
that even if the utensils were of gold, it was not used for used a second time. Right? Um, and uh, whatever gold and utensils were left over by the Brahmanas was not again reclaimed by the king. Right? The, the king, King Maruta, had given this in charity to the Brahmanas and the Brahmanas were not able to carry them. They, they just left behind so much gold that the leftover of that gold could perform three horse sacrifices. Right? They're going to go and collect that gold. So much of gold was left behind. And still, the king did not take it back. Because what was given in charity is never taken back. Right? We see that in the case of Driga. Uh, there is a pastime in the Krishna book, in the 10th canto, where there is a king called King Driga, where he by mistake gives the same thing in charity to two brahmanas. He, had, he gives so much cows in charity to the brahmanas and from one such brahmana, one cow had actually come back into the cow shed, whatever he had given in sacrifice. He didn't know that, but he gave that cow again as charity to another brahmana and he had to be born as a lizard. Right? That's the kind of uh, consequences that we have. <laughs> so so the king was completely not interested in, uh, in uh, taking back whatever he had given in charity. But the most remarkable thing was that even the general populace was completely not interested in taking the gold, right? There is a pile of gold. I'm going to tell everybody that, hey, at this location, there is literally tons and tons and tons of gold that you can just go and take it. And how many of us will not go and take it? Right? Most of us uh, would, would just go immediately, put our addresses in Google Maps and drive straight away as fast as possible. There might even be a fight there. <laughs> Although there is so much resources to, to take all the gold. But this is incredible because this gold has been there for a long, long time, right? From the age of King Marutta. This looks like Maharaj Judishir is there in the age of Dwapara Yuga, right? We, we have time that goes on in cycles, right? The first age is called Satya Yuga. Then we have the Treta Yuga, we have the Dwapara Yuga, and then we have the Kali Yuga, which is the time that we are in. So, Maharaj Yudhishthir was in a cycle of time that was a little bit ahead of our times, about 5,000 years back. And that age was called the uh, uh, Treta Yuga, uh, uh, Dwapara Yuga, sorry. That age was called Dwapara Yuga. But Maharaj Marutta looks like he was in the age of Satya Yuga, which is like Millions of years ahead of Maharaj Yudhishthira's time. So millions of years, the gold has just been laying there and nobody has touched it. Although people know it and nobody has touched it. And right up to just even 5,000 years back, it says people were so satisfied with every single need in their life that they didn't care about a pile of gold that was laying around forever. Right? Which is something incredible. That the kings and the rulers of those times ruled perfectly that every single aspect of uh, the, the citizen's life was completely taken care of, both material and spiritual, right? I mean, you, you have your food and clothing and shelter, your basic needs, but you would still want gold, right? You have so much wealth, so much prosperity in the kingdom that you really don't want to touch a pile of gold. Right? And the other aspect is the spiritual aspect of it where people are really content with it. Right? If it's just a material aspect of things, you will never be satisfied. Right? How much ever you have, you will still want more. Right? We have the first 10,000, we want the next 100,000. Right? We have the 100,000, we want the next million. We have the million, we have the next 100 million, billion, even trillions we are not happy with. Right? Even the trillionaires in our world want to earn more. Right? So that satisfaction can come only through uh, uh, through your spiritual satisfaction in, in our lives, right? So when we read this purport, all the citizens were not only materially satisfied, but they were also very well situated spiritually. Only then can they not go near a pile of gold <laughs> and not want it. It's, it. it's like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm completely satisfied with what I have. Right? And such was the administration of Maharaj Yudhishthir, right? And even in this case, Maharaj Yudhishthir is going and collecting that gold, not so that he can fill his treasury. He can build more palaces, or he can have more comfortable living, or he can have more servants to serve him. 
that was not the purpose of Maharaj Yudhishthir going and collecting this gold. Right? The purpose of Maharaj Yudhishthir going and collecting this gold is to offer it in sacrifice to please Lord Hari or Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead. Right? That is the reason why the kingdom was so prosperous. Right? The king knew perfectly well how he should uh, go about his activities. Right? Because all of us can never be idle. All of us have to do work. Right? That's what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. That Arjuna, Arjuna asks, Hey, I really don't want to fight this war. Can I just go and stay alone in the forest? He said, no. <laughs> you can't do that. You cannot even stay idle for a moment, uh, Krishna says. Right? Even if your body is idle, your mind is constantly running. Uh, you, you're performing work some way or the other. Right? So work has to be performed. But how should work be performed is, is an art that all of us should know. Right? So, so, uh, that, that's what Prabhupada focuses, uh, in the, in the next, uh, paragraph of the purport. So we'll continue with Prabhupada's purport. One should take lessons from the acts of Maharaj Yudhishthira. He was afraid of the sins committed on the battlefield and therefore he wanted to satisfy the supreme authority. This indicates that unintentional sins are also committed in our daily occupational discharge of duties and to counteract even such unintentional crimes, one must perform sacrifices as they are recommended in revealed scriptures. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Yajnyartat karmanon yatra lokoyam karma bandhana. That one must perform sacrifices recommended in the scriptures in order to get rid of commitments of unauthorized work or even unintentional crimes which we are apt to commit. By doing so, one shall be freed from all kinds of sins. And those who do not do so, but work for self-interest or sense gratification, have to undergo all tribulations accrued from committed sins. Therefore, the main purpose of performing sacrifices is to satisfy the Supreme Personality Hari. The process of performing sacrifices may be different in terms of different times, places and persons, but the aim of such sacrifices is one and the same at all times and in all circumstances. That is, satisfaction of the Supreme Lord Hari. That is the way of pious life and that is the way of peace and prosperity in the world at large. Maharaj Yudhishthira did all these as the ideal pious king in the world. What Prabhupada says here is really interesting, right? We have to perform work. And we, we don't want to intentionally commit sins. But over the course of going about our day, doing the things that we do, we unintentionally commit so many sins. Right? It's not that I intentionally want to go and rob a bank or I want to kill somebody or hurt somebody. But just doing what I do, uh, say I, I, I go and study or I go and do my job, uh, which is in, in, in the times that we live in, which is considered it's perfect, right? All of us know in the times that we live in that criminal activities are wrong, right? All of us agree with that aspect, right? That I cannot go and hurt somebody or I cannot go and take that is somebody else's and claim it, claim that as mine. Those are criminal things that all of us know that it is wrong. It is very simple. But we think that Okay, I am doing my job. I am not hurting anybody. Uh, I'm going in the morning, doing my work, earning my money, earning my salary, going to the grocery store, cooking my food, and I'm living a life that is not harming anybody. But Krishna says, even that is not enough. Right? But uh, why, why is that not enough? Can anybody say why that is not enough? Correct. Uh, because it is still selfish, right? I'm still doing it for myself. And that is not sacrifice. Would, would we say that that is sacrifice? How would we say, what would we define as sacrifice? Uh, in this world, we would, we might define sacrifice as uh, giving something for somebody else without expecting something in return. That would be some sacrifice, right? Say there is somebody on the road who doesn't have money. And then I give them $20 without expecting that they would return the money back to me or they would write my name in some board saying, hey, this person has given $20, something like that, right? 
that would be considered sacrifice. Or we, we, what we would consider sacrifice is I'm going out in the morning, working 8 hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day to take care of my family. Right? I'm sacrificing my time and energy to go and take care of my family. Or uh, going on, on, a, on a little bit of a bigger scale, we could say I'm doing all this for my community. Right? Not just my family, but I'm also taking care of my community. Okay, we go from, go to an even bigger bigger scale and say, hey, it's not just for my community, it's for my state, it's for my country. We could go bigger and say it's for the humanity at large. We could go bigger and bigger and bigger in circles. But the center of this circle is still me. Right? Who is the family? This family is because it is somebody that I'm associating with. Right? Who is this community? It is where I am living. Uh, who is the species? That's the species that I was born in, right? The center of all this is still me. Right? Krishna says that is not enough. He says, Yajnartat karmanon yatra lokoyam karma bandhanat. He's saying that if work is performed um, for selfish activities, then that work is binding. Right? We incur so much reaction as a re- result of all the actions that we perform. Although we might think it is sacrifice, uh, it is binding. And but Krishna says sacrifice should be performed, like you said, for the satisfaction of Vishnu. And when such sacrifice is performed, then uh, no sin is incurred, right? Because over a co- let's think about the different things that we might do to to put uh, a plate of uh, meal in our for lunch, right? Say say for breakfast. Let's say we are cooking uh, rice and dal, kichri. What all? The, what are all the things that we might need to cook kichri? What What are the things that we might need? Yeah, you need the pot to cook. You need You need a spoon. Then potatoes, cauliflower, tomatoes. Yes, we need We need a bunch of vegetables. Uh, where do we get them from? If If you want utensils, where do you get it from? Walmart, somewhere like that. Where do they get it from? Factory. Where do they get it from? Yeah, where do we get the raw materials from? From the earth, right? So so look at this chain to just get one utensil. So we have to dig up earth to get those metals. And then when you're digging up earth, are there living entities there that you are basically killing? Okay, in order to go to the place where you have to actually go and dig up earth, what do you need? You need a car, you need the infrastructure, you need a road that goes up to that place or some sort of uh, infrastructure, right? So what do we do to create that infrastructure? We cut down trees or there is a forest or there are animals on the way. I mean, these are not right in the center of the city, right? These mining places are where uh, it's pretty far off and it's not, it's already a habitation for so many other living entities, right? Okay, that's just the utensils, huh? And then factory, so many people are working, two people's arms might be cut when they're pouring metal or something like that. Right? And they're transporting everything. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible, okay, to just get one spoon or one utensil, right? Okay, let's think about the vegetables. <laughs> okay, farming. Are we... It's still the same, right? You have to dig up earth, sow the seeds, plant water, uh, I mean, pour water, and fertilize it. Right? What are you doing when you're fertilizing it? You're killing things that would kill the plant. Right? So if every single thing when you look at it, okay, for, for you to buy all this, what do you need? Money. What do you do to earn money? You go and do work. And then we have no idea how many unintentional sins we commit over the course of doing just our one day of job. Pretty much anything. Yeah. Th- that's the nature of this world is that every single thing that you do, even when you breathe, I've killed probably so many living entities that were floating in the air or germs or viruses or whatever you might call it. Right? We have so many living entities that are there inside our own body. It's, it's incredible how much sin we can incur unintentionally over the course of just going about our day without hurting anybody else. That, that That's what we think. <laughs> hey, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just going and doing my job. <laughs> right? 
so uh, so that is why krishna says that if we don't perform our work as a sacrifice uh, for the lord then it is completely binding there is no way out but instead if we say the, the basic thing that we go and to go and get these things from the supermarket right we say we, we can't go and just grab a utensil from the supermarket and not pay and go away right that's criminal the, all of us agree that we can't do it the basic thing that we expect is i'm going to pay for what i'm getting right we're getting so many things over the course of our day right the sun the air the the land that we have that we just take for granted right we have to at least be thankful for the things that we are getting that is the most basic level of sacrifice right recognizing that we're getting all this right okay krishna thank you so much for giving all this right that is the most basic level of sacrifice which we don't even think as sacrifice in in this world right going and paying for something that you're buying is not even considered a sacrifice isn't it but there is so much that is being given to us that we have to be thankful for right only in such a situation can we be peaceful prophet says right that is the way of pious life and that is the way of peace and prosperity in the world at large do we have peace and prosperity in the world that we are living in compare it to the prosperity that people were having 5000 years back we are basically paupers now <laughs> we have no prosperity whatsoever and not just in terms of uh, material wealth but in terms of our mental state also right constantly we are pushed and prodded with so many different problems and this is all because we are incurring sin right krishna says in the same chapter in the in the verse that prabhupada is quoting yagna shishta shinashanto muchyante sarva kalpil vishay bunjate tva gam papa epachanti atmakaranat krishna says if you don't offer the food to food to me and just eat the eat that food then you are just incurring sin is what krishna is saying right krishna is giving so many things for us to have just one plate of meal on the table and yet we don't care about who gave it to us and how it came about and then we we just act selfishly krishna says we are just acting sinfully and the result of sin is that there is no prosperity it's going to become really really hard right that we can see that practically in the times that we are living in that nothing is smooth every single step there is some problem or the other every single day in this world right so if we don't perform work as a sacrifice uh, for krishna then uh, it is a big problem right and that is why krishna says do everything as a sacrifice to me right for hari and prabhupada says in this purport that this sacrifice is different for different time place and circumstance right in the time that maharaj yudhishthir was doing yagna was difficult for even him right he was having a very prosperous kingdom do you think we can do three horse sacrifices now <laughs> where are we going to go for the pile of gold and after that we have to throw it in the dustbin huh? we cannot take it back <laughs> so performing such yagnas in this time is really really difficult so what is the solution uh, prabhupad talks about uh, talks about that in the rest of the purport we're we're running out of time so what we'll do is we'll just go through the rest of the purport here from prabhupad and then if there are any questions we'll, we'll probably discuss that okay so this is prabhupad's purport if mara judishara is a sinner in his daily discharge of duties in royal administration of state affairs wherein killing of a man and animals is a recognized art then we can just imagine the amount of sins committed consciously or unconsciously by the untrained population of the kaliyuga who have no way to perform sacrifice to please the supreme lord the bhagavatam says therefore that the prime duty of the human being is to satisfy the supreme lord by the performance of one's occupational duty let any man of any place or community caste or creed be engaged in any sort of occupational duty but he must agree to perform sacrifices as it is recommended in the scriptures for the particular place time and person in the vedic literatures it is recommended that in in kaliyuga people engage in glorifying the lord by chanting the holy name of krishna kirtana deva krishnasya mukta sanga param vrajet without offense 
That's the key thing. Right? We have to chant the holy names of Krishna, but without offense. And there are ten offenses to chanting the holy name of the Lord. That we have to be very careful when we are chanting. Okay, this is Prabhupada. By doing so, one can be freed from all sins and thus can contain, can attain the highest perfection of life by returning home back to Godhead. We have already discussed this more than once in this great literature in different places, especially in the introductory portion by sketching the life of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And still we are repeating the same with a view to bring about peace and prosperity in society. Right? That's why Prabhupada says in the introduction of Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada gives like a short biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He says he's the perfect preacher of Srimad Bhagavatam. Right? So uh, he gives a snippet of his life. Okay. Prabhupada continues. The Lord has declared openly in Bhagavad Gita how he becomes pleased with us. And the same process is practically demonstrated in the life and preaching work of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The perfect process of performing yajnas or sacrifice to please the Supreme Lord Hari, the personality of Godhead, who gets us free from all miseries of existence, is to follow the ways of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this dark age of quarrel and dissension. Right. So for our age, Prabhupada recommends us to follow what Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had demonstrated. Maharaj Judishar had to collect heaps of gold to secure the paraphernalia for the horse sacrifice, yajnas, in days of sufficiency. So we can hardly think of such performance of yajnas in these days of insufficiency and complete scarcity of gold. Yeah, gold is a rare metal now, right? It's, it's not available in piles. At the present moment, we have heaps of papers and promises of their being converted into gold by economic development of modern civilization. And still there is no possibility of spending riches like Maharaj Yudhishthir either individually or collectively or by state patronization. I mean, when Prabhupada is writing this, this is the first canto, probably he's writing it in the 50s, 1950s, right? The early 60s. At that time, gold was still linked to currency, right? The governments would have so much gold in stock and then they would divide the currency by by the amount of gold that they had. And then you could actually take the currency and get some gold in return. The currency was valued at certain percentage of the total gold that the government had. Now we have decoupled that. No government, I think, has the gold standard anymore, right? Now it is, it's practically just paper. <laughs> Previously, the paper was at least linked to some commodity. Now we can mint as much paper as we want and create an artificial value for uh, for that paper. Right? It's incredible how things have changed even in, what, 50, 60 years. Just suitable, therefore, for the age is the method recommended by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in terms of the Shastra. Such a method requires no expenditure at all and yet can award more benefit than other expensive methods of yajna performances. And and what is this method? For this age that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends? is chanting the holy names of the Lord, right? The horse sacrifice yajna or cow sacrifice yajna performed by the Vedic regulations shouldn't be misunderstood as a process of killing animals. On the contrary, animals offered for the yajna were rejuvenated to a new span of life by the transcendental power of chanting the Vedic hymns, which if properly chanted are different from what is understood by the common layman. Right? We can easily misunderstand it. It's the same as our slaughterhouses. And we kill animals there, they kill the animals in the yajna, in the sacrifice also. But it's absolutely not the same. Right? When, when the brahmanas chant the Vedic mantras and they sacrifice an animal at the altar, the animal gets a rejuvenated body. It's usually an old animal in an old body. Right? Uh, but when it's sacrificed, it gets a rejuvenated body as sometimes it go, gets a, gets a body that's higher in, in the, in the evolution. Right? Not an animal body, sometimes it's a human body also. Like that, the brahmanas were so powerful, it might seem magic to us now. Hey, chant some prayers and then suddenly an animal that's died gets a new body. It's, it's incredible. But that was the power of the mantra, the chanting of purity of the brahmanas then. We have, I don't think we have anybody or probably really a tiny amount of people in the current times that we live in who can do that, right? But instead, we have slaughterhouses where we are cultivating these animals and then just slaughtering them, which is horrible. Uh, 
and that is why we are suffering. <laughs> it is the consequence of the actions that uh, we as a community, as a whole are performing. Uh, that's why the king is very important. Right? The brahmanas and the kings are really, really important. The brahmanas are there to sh- show direction and the king is there to actually take the society in that direction because the king has the power to uh, rule over the kingdom. If these two fall, then it's, it's, it's a big problem. And in fact, the, the, the quote that Prabhupada gave in, in a few paragraphs, 1 to 13, is basically atapumbi dvudashreshta varnashrama vibhagasha. It's, it's, Bhagavatam is saying we have to work among ourselves in a cooperative manner among, between the different varnash and ashramas for the satisfaction of Hari. Not to exploit each other, but so that we can satisfy Hari. Okay. The Veda mantras are all practical and the proof is rejuvenation of the sacri- sacrificial animal, right? So when the, when the mantras are chanted and if the animal is actually not coming back to life, it's, it's probably something wrong with how you've chanted the mantras or the purity of who is chanting it. There is no possibility of such methodical chanting of the Vedic hymns by the so-called brahmanas or priests of the present age. The untrained descendants of the twice-born families are no more like their forefathers and thus they are counted amongst the shudras or once-born uh, once born men. The once-born man is unfit to chant the Vedic hymns and therefore there is no practical utility of chanting the original hymns. And to save them all, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu propounded the Sankirtan movement or Yajna for all practical purposes. And the people of the present age are strongly recommended to follow this uh, follow this sure and recognized path of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I mean there's so much in this purport. Right? Every single paragraph could be one hour of discussion. There's so much uh, of information Prabhupada... Uh, I mean, it's an incredible argument that Prabhupada builds, right? It's so systematic in how he brings about from uh, where we are, uh, where the, that, those times where, where the current times that we are living in are and what the perfect process for it is. So chanting of the holy names, right? Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Harer Nama Eva Kevalam, Kalav Nascheva, 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 Gatiranyata. In the age of Kali, there is no other method. No other method, no other way, no other way, no other way than to chant the holy names of Krishna. There is no other way. We cannot do all these things that people of the previous ages have been doing. And for each yuga, there is a yuga dharma or a a prescribed duty uh, for achieving perfection. In the age of Maharaj Yudhishthir, performing yajnas were there, but the actual uh, uh, duty was uh, to achieve perfection was performing a deity worship. We, we still have some aspect of deity worship now because we are just 5,000 years from Dwapara Yuga. We have no idea whether we'll have deity worship after 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 years, but the holy names will still be there. Right? We might not have... Even now, running temples are so difficult. Right? Think about... I, I can't even imagine how difficult it would be to run temples uh, uh, 20,000 years from now or 30,000 years from now. All we can do is sit together and chant the holy names of the Lord. We might only have resources for that. But in the ages before, we had so much resources that they could perform yajna. And it's not just the resources, right? It's also the purity of people who are performing those sacrifices. Right? People in the Satya Yuga, the the golden age, could uh, basically meditate on Vishnu for 10,000 years. Chanting 16 rounds and focusing on those names is a very difficult thing for us now. Right? That, we, we commit so many offenses to the holy name when we're chanting the holy name. In Treta Yuga, people could perform such yajnas in an elaborate manner. The, the sacrificial altar would be miles long in, in Treta Yuga. Right? The, the scale was completely different to what we have. Now we have these uh, things that we can carry everywhere right? to perform fire sacrifices. <laughs> we have like a metal container where we can transport everywhere. Uh, and in Mara Yudhishthira's time, the deity worship was extraordinary. Uh, and But in the age of uh, Kali, the recommended method uh, is chanting the holy names of the Lord that anybody can do. It's it's not restricted to any caste or creed or, uh, or gender. or it, There is no restriction to chanting the holy names of the Lord. Whereas to chant the Vedic mantras, there is restriction. Right? Not everybody can do it. Only the twice born can do it. Twice born means you are properly initiated. So we are all born once. 
when we are given births by our mother. Right? Twice born is when we actually take diksha or initiation from a spiritual master. Uh, especially the Gayatri initiation, where the mantra is given. So that is, and these Brahmanas not um, were very qualified, right? So only they could perform Vedic sacrifices, and only they were taught Vedic mantras. Because you cannot knowledge is a very powerful thing. You cannot give it to anybody and everybody. Right? Think about uh, the the in, even in the Bhagavatam, even the so-called demons that we that we think about, right? Hiranyakashipu. He performs so much sacrifice and for a very, very long time. The demigods are not very easily pleased. Right? They really want to know that if you are actually qualified and if you really want to do it. And still, we can still misuse those things like Hiranyakashi put it. Right? So we, when we give knowledge, we have to be very careful to to whom we give. Right? Like the atom bomb. Right? Somebody, Oppenheimer had actually created the atom bomb. <laughs> and he had given that knowledge to everybody and then two bombs were dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right? And then now, even now, we have real problems because of nuclear technology, right? So who we give the technology, the knowledge is a very important thing. So that's why in the, in the previous times, the Vedic mantras were not given to anybody and everybody because you could perform incredible things with it, right? You could bring somebody to life and so many different things. So, <clears throat> and now we don't have so many qualified people also. So uh, the, for the present age, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the most munificent Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate. Right? He, 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 I, I've heard this example that he is like a, uh, like a really rich person who is really, really drunk. So he has so much gold in his basket. He has no idea who is giving it to. He's just throwing it away. Right? He's giving the love for Godhead. Love of Godhead. Right? He has no sense of who is qualified, who is not qualified. Prabhupada always says this. Right? That Krishna says, Sarva Dharman Paridyaja Mamekam Sharanam Raja. Krishna is saying, first surrender to me, then I will take care of you. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has no such uh, rules before you can come to him, right? He is giving this love of God freely to everybody and anybody. And by Prabhupada's mercy, we have access to it, right? Prabhupada has brought it all over the world. He's sitting here in Dallas and then talking about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the holy names. It's, this, this year's calendar is incredible, right? This is our 50th year of the installation of Radha Kalachanji. And we see pictures of Prabhupada in our calendar. So beautiful, right? Prabhupada was personally present here, right? He brought the holy names of Krishna to this place that we are sitting in. We are very, very fortunate to be here in Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Dham. Prabhupada personally brought uh, uh, love of Godhead, the holy names of God, right? Um, that's what uh, Mahaprabhu came give us all and by mercy of Srila Prabhupada we have that so we should take advantage advantage of it and then make our life successful so so we'll we'll stop here we are 